This week, it made me think back to where I was four years ago. And four years ago tonight, I was standing right here. I mean, well, not here because I'm, I'm virtual now. But four years ago, I stood at Emmanuel trying to make sense out of where our nation was and where we were headed. And a common thread woven through our nation on that night was all parties seeing darkness on the day of the inauguration. The only difference is where in the night a person thought we were. Was it midnight or was it about to be dawn? Trump had just given his inauguration speech, which became known as American Carnage, which described a bleak, torn apart and divided nation. Those on the left, they feared a rise of anti-Semitism, given the constant references by Trump to America first, as a direct reference to the anti-Semitism of Lindbergh from the 1930s. Lindbergh coined the term America first as an anti-Semitic line for the populist movement. He said three forces were going to drag America into World War II, the British, Roosevelt, and the Jews. The left was afraid of liberties to be taken away. And in the meantime, the left talked about half of Trump's supporters being a basket of deplorables. How could those people in the red states have voted for Trump? And now we stand here, four years later, almost as if the feelings of this nation were prophetic, because the left were correct. Muslims were banned. Children were locked up in cages. Jews were shot in synagogues. Nazis marched in Charlottesville and onto the Capitol floor. But the right was correct as well. We are more divided than ever before. Cancel culture and wokeness has become a more prevalent part of internet culture. And with each of these examples, each side can claim to be prophetic. They can claim to have read what was coming better than those people on the other side. But I don't think that's the point, or even usually a true statement. As if we can foretell the future, it's not as if telling the future is what makes a prophet. When Nazis are called very fine people, it creates space for them to exist. When people who voted for Trump in the red states become those people, it gives space for greater division. When we cut off open and difficult dialogue and instead cancel people, we create space for more division and anger. It's not that our nation was prophetic, no. We created our own reality and brought it roaring to life because words matter. This, this is a fundamental idea in Judaism. In the beginning of the Torah in Bereshit, we see the world is created through words. Literally the entire concept of matter and light are created from words. The concept, it burrows into our psyches as Jews. It's why in those opening lines we are told that we are made in the image of God. It's not because we look like God, but through our words, we have the ability to imagine and to create anything. Now, when we begin to truly understand that what we speak 
is what will come to be. We realize the power of our influence and that everything in the world is created and that nothing is permanent. And the rabbis, they get this. You can see this in almost everything we do. For example, well, think about Shabbat, which is a completely artificial measurement of time because a week, it doesn't really exist. Now, a year exists. It corresponds to where we are in relation to the sun. A month, it exists. We can see the tides change and we can look to the sky to monitor the movement of the moon. But a week? Totally arbitrary. If you fell asleep and woke up 24 hours later, you could tell what time of year you were in and where the moon was, but you would have no idea what day of the week it was. Judaism decided that one day called Shabbat would be sacred, but the rest of the days would not. And an incredible thing happened. When everyone bought into the system, suddenly it became real. And if asked, everyone would agree that Wednesday is different from Saturday. But it's not inherently different unless we choose to make it so. We invented the weekend. We decided that time could be sacred, and as a result, it feels different. And we also do this with one of our most basic actions, with eating. We classified some food as sacred, kosher, and others as not, non-kosher. We have a blessing for everything. And the blessing, it doesn't change the external world, it changes us. When I say the blessing over the bread, the bread does not change, but my perception of it does. The late Steve Jobs said in an interview, life can be much broader once you discover one simple fact, that everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you, and you can change it. You can influence it, and you can build. Rabbi Jonathan Sachs of Blessed Memory said that the revolutionary idea that Judaism brought to the world was that we change the world not through the idea of power, but through the power of ideas. Part of why we are here today in a world where it feels as if there is more anti-Semitism, in a world we are more divided than when we were four years ago, is because words matter. Words create our reality. If I say those people are evil, they become evil, and we continue to divide. Now, I'm not saying they're not evil people. What I am saying is that nearly half our country is not evil. I don't care which side you're on. If we want something different, if we want a different world, we have to build it. And it begins with our words. Our words change our perception and our words create reality. Sitting back and shaking your head and not understanding those other tens of millions of people who voted different than you, it does not change reality. But reaching out and talking and unifying, it does change our reality. In this week's Parsha, we'd been enslaved for hundreds of years. And it took Moshe Rabbeinu to have the chutzpah to speak of freedom. And it's only because he uttered the words with his imperfect speech, let my people go, that we ever became free. Now, using your voice, it does not mean just complaining about the world. 
Creating a new world does not happen from writing angry letters about how terrible San Francisco is and then packing up and leaving instead of staying and building. Our city and our nation, it will not change until we speak our dreams into reality and then do the long, hard, and deeply, deeply sacred work of building the world as we know it ought to be. And we must remember that the future is not predetermined. Reality is not set and nothing in life is guaranteed. The future in front of us can be one of division and darkness or one of unification where all of our streams of life, both red and blue, they come together. And in the words of Amanda Gorman, when day comes, we step out of the shade, aflame and unafraid. The new dawn blooms as we free it, for there's always light. If only we're brave enough to see it. If only we're brave enough to be it. Shabbat Shalom.